0: Hey there, sports fans! Welcome back to another episode of Grit and Glitter, a podcast about women's professional wrestling. My name is Harley.
1: My name is i I'm just doing first names today. We'll, you know, we're we're rebranding. We're going back to our roots. We're gonna be Harley huh. and
2: <laughs> Ironic, considering the topic. Oh, uh, that's that's kind of a joke. I see. Yes. I trying to be- I'm slow on the uptake, and my name is Mayday.
1: We're calling you slow on the uptake today. Woo! He's rebranding too. We're all rebranding. <laughs>
2: or or unrebranding.
1: Or yeah, uh, devolving. We are we are the we are in a devolution of of impact. And yeah. Uh, yeah it's feel it's feeling good. It's feeling it's feeling nostalgic. Nostalgic? I don't know. Maybe you're gonna need to walk me through this rebrand. You're gonna need to or debrand or Revert brand.
2: Yeah, I, first of all, I still don't really know what to call it. I guess it's a rebrand, even if you are rebranding to something you were previously branded. I mean, you've, you've changed your brand. I guess it is a rebrand. Um, but And I'm very much in the minority on this that I don't agree with it. I don't think it was a good idea. Um, But everybody else seemed to love it, so what the hell do I know? TNA Wrestling became Impact Wrestling... I want to say like 2016-ish. I mean, year or so on either side, I could be wrong, but in that era. um, And then they announced, I want to say like November-ish, late last year, that they were going to return to the name TNA starting in 2024. Um, Well, it happened, and they did. And this was their first show under – it's not their first show under the TNA banner, but it's their first new show under the TNA banner first TNA show in like a decade, I don't know. You know what I mean.
0: And this one, ooh, this one had it all. It really did. We had we had T. We had A. We had <laughs> WWE superstars from 10 years ago. We had WWE superstars from 20 years ago. We had WWE superstars from 30 years ago. You want it? Vince doesn't? We got it. <laughs>
1: i part of what I said Every couple weeks It's like this song is on repeat I'm kind of wasting you to see That you don't want to miss me speak Cause I am pink skeleton And my blood
2: is glittery I am pink skeleton. The WWE superstars from September that got released and are eligible again
0: Yeah
2: I mean, it's classic What's recently released WWE Superstar doing in the Impact Zone? Well, we're back to that already.
0: There's nothing more TNA than oh, yeah. Dolph Ziggler and Dana Brooke. Like, oh, yeah. getting released and showing <laughs> up here. It's just, out of everybody who got released from WWE in this last batch, you look on, oh, on the list and you're dollar. like, those two. Don't forget Top Dollar.
1: Top Dollar? Oh, yeah. Top Dollar? I'm sorry. No
0: hard <laughs> dollar. ER. Dollar. Dollars and cents. I don't know. Credit to Mustafa Ali for. Find something different, I guess, and not just like taking the easy route of showing up in the next division,
2: which he would be amazing in, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah, him and Speedball, come on. Well, they're wrestling for prestige instead, actually.
2: Like, give
1: me, give me Mustafa, like, give, yeah, give, give, give me him versus Mike Bailey, please, and thank you.
2: But say he isn't a free agent, so like, he could very well show up, but like, I wish he had like signed, signed, so you could see him like every week.
1: Um, what is Dana Brooks? What What is her her name now? Ash. By-
2: <laughs> Great question. Um, technically, it's Ash by Elegance. Um, Ash however, by if Elegance. you ask, uh,
0: I think Tom twice, Drama
2: King Matt, what was it? Uh, they called her Ash by Excellence.
0: Yeah, more than once. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, a couple of times. And eventually uh, Tom Hennepin had to step in and be like, it's Ash by Elegance, dude. Like, get it right. Um, to which he tried to cover. Oh, it's excellent elegance. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's like they had, like on air. They had to finally stop him and be like, "Dude, get it right." <laughs>
1: um, I really like that name.
2: <laughs> Sounds like a perfume.
1: It does, which is exactly why I like it. I honestly, well, yeah, I like that it's different. I like that, like so many wrestlers, they leave WWE and they go from you know their their WWE name to She'd be and- like.
2: Brooke Dana.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Danielle Brooklyn. Like, like, I like that. I I like the swerve of this. I like the, like, like, I I enjoy the, like the option for Dana Brooke to just really like own a completely different persona by this name and like have some fun with it. It gives a built-in character because it does sound like a perfume. Um, And based on how like her, based on her presentation, like I could see the gimmick matching that idea. Um yeah, I'm into I'm into the aesthetic and to just the general like mentality of no I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for something off the wall. I'm gonna go for something completely different. I'm not gonna just like change my name to another like person name.
2: I do like that. However I'm a little concerned because it's already started. Um the internet is already having a field day with uh it's it's Tony Storm from wish.com. It's we have timeless Tony Storm at home. It's it's
1: Yeah, I get that. And
2: I just immediately as soon as she showed up and they they immediately started saying that and I'm just like, "Come on." Like
1: Yeah, I mean she's wearing like a fur and like she's got like, you know, that kind of like a uh, Veronica Lake like soft girl blonde, but
2: I'm really like that's on. a tried and true yes. archetype. Like Tony Storm does not own that. And Tony Storm is very specifically doing like Sunset Boulevard crazy person. She's not doing like, you know uh what I'm looking for, but like the yeah, I hate to use the word, but the diva ish. Um it's it's not it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the okay. same gimmick at all, but you know, tell that to the internet.
1: It doesn't have to be the same gimmick. It can easily it could easily fall into that, but like if she's not playing it on hinge, then it's absolutely not the same gimmick. Um there's more than one way to play a, like, classically styled blonde. So, internet, get over it. I mean, I get it. It's it's a cheap, it's a cheap joke that, honestly, if I'd been watching live last night, I might have thought, too. But
2: It's also just pro wrestling hierarchy. Yeah. AEW is higher on the hierarchy, so, you know, they own it, they get it, they win it. And I'm like, that's not how that works could be doing something for 20 years on the indies wwe did it you'll immediately be called a ripoff even if you did it first by 20 years doesn't matter
0: you could point to Tony Storm and be like oh thunder kitty already did it
2: yeah yeah but it (laughs) doesn't matter she did it first on national tv therefore she owns it and thunder kitty's a ripoff
0: overall i wasn't uh i wasn't high on this show i didn't come away like really excited to see what's next for tna especially in the men's division which we won't get into but like i'm sorry like moose and santino and vladimir kozlov and rhino and like fandango like that's not doing it for me that's not the future of tna
2: (laughs) sadly i think it is um a good handful of those names have been on impact in the last month slash year like rhino's in and out santino's been there for a hot minute um Vladimir made a one-off appearance, and now he's back, I guess, um, and of course Tommy Dreamer just apparently lives there now, but uh, I, I I, don't know. Again, I'm in the minority, not to dive too deep into the men's division, but Nick Nemeth, or is it Nemeth or Nemeth, whatever, Dolph Ziggler, um, yeah, that guy showed up. And the Internet lost their shit. Like, they're they all over it. They're like, it, it's great. This is awesome. TNA's back. Hell yeah. And I got a buddy who, like, barely pays attention to wrestling at all. And he sent me a link saying, like, hey, did you see this? He's great. You know, I'm going to start watching TNA again. So I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I guess technically that was the right move then, because it's got eyeballs on the product that weren't there before. But just it, it's it has all the trappings of, well, TNA. And and WCW in two thousand like just you got to be really careful what you do with him and I I have almost no faith that they're gonna do it in that but we'll see.
0: On the flip side we got three well we got two women we're, we're assuming Ash Bell against is signed, if she um, is yeah so we got two signings in the Nakos division during the show uh, confirmed. We also, like, very recently got confirmation that Danny Luna has signed. She's been kicking around since the summer, I think, with Subculture, but they announced it in the last couple of weeks that she's officially signed as well. So they're beefing up the NACOS division there. Which they
2: desperately need because they've lost Diana Perazzo, and by all accounts, they're about to lose Trinity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. that I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but that feels.
2: Like, like, those the- are two big losses, so I'm glad that they're at least shorn of the division.
0: Mickey James retired, gone. What's going on there? She seems to just come and go as she pleases. Because this seems like a big show for her to not. Yeah. Even make a cameo, even make a cameo backstage or something, you know. Yeah. She just comes and goes as she
2: pleases. I I, I have no answers. I don't know. She may very well show up next week with no explanation and then disappear for another four months.
0: <laughs> well, I will say I I've always really liked Dana Brooke. I don't know. I don't know why. And like Trinity, I'm always I'm always rooting for somebody who's only ever wrestled for WWE and decides to go somewhere else and try to make it happen. Like no shade to Mandy Rose, but you know WWE fired her and she said okay I'm done with wrestling and she went off and she did something else instead. I'm not sure what, but she's doing something else.
2: Doing OnlyFans and making bank.
0: Yeah, without having to take any bumps. So. <laughs> yeah, good for her. But Dana Brooke was a professional bodybuilder, powerlifter, got signed by WWE, put in NXT when she debuted on NXT about nine years ago, I'd say, very green and people like you know would mock her for different things. but I always thought she had potential. I always it always seemed like she was trying things and she was game for things. Once they partnered her up with Emma to Dashwood, I felt like they really came into their own because Emma was like that helping hand, that veteran who could like mm-hmm. handle certain things. And I haven't watched it in years. So I don't know what Dana's been up to on SmackDown. I don't think Nothing. a lot. Nothing. But from, just from the chatter I see on social media, it seems like she very much like, she's very earnest in like, I want to get better. and I want to be a good yeah, wrestler. Oh yeah. I want to do this. I want opportunities. I want to show what I can do. And so I'm all for her getting this opportunity now. And her versus Jordan Grace, powerlifter versus powerlifter, bodybuilder versus bodybuilder that's the one that that was like the one big development coming out of this show that I am excited and I am looking forward to yeah
2: that's that their inevitable crossing of paths is yeah that's gonna be the hoss fight for lack of a better term like that's I can't wait for that either
0: Em, um, you don't watch WWE, so are you familiar at all with Dana Brooke or Danny Luna or Zaya Brookside I only know Danny and Zaya from watching NXT UK
1: um, I know Danny and Zaya a bit from NXT UK and just like work on this, uh, like work in addition to their WWE work. Um, Data Brook, I've seen here and there on WWE when we've watched stuff or when I've watched other things, um, but not any kind of continuous fashion. So, but I'm familiar. Um, you know, I know en- enough, uh, but yeah, uh, Zaya Brookside is actually the one I've probably seen the most just because I caught her on NXT just by happenstance.
2: She's also been working in Indies like a lot in yeah. the last year or so. so. Yeah,
1: that's, that's the other thing is like I've seen her pop up all over the place outside of that so like Yeah. that's been what that's been how I've been most familiar.
0: Danny Luna as I said she's been in impact for eh, probably 6 months now wrestled a handful of matches not not con- a ton like not every week or anything. But maybe I thought she looked really good in this match especially in the she in the Really first did. Half.
2: in the the Ultimate X there.
0: Yeah. I was yeah. His, She's a, she's a small gal, but she's got speed and strength.
2: She's got, like, the, the stout strength, where she was lifting up two different people at one point. Um, to, not to pivot, but... Um, was it Gabby? The Nomi did it at uh, Wrestling Open, and they did this spot. Um, I, I always love when they lift, like, two people at the same time and just, like, look how strong this person is. Um, and they did that here with Ultimate X. I... I could not tell you which two she picked up. I want to say it was probably Lish and someone else. Um, but they also did the spot. Um, I want to say it was Tasha first, who dropped on, who dropped from the cable to try and do like a Hurricane Rana, and Danny just caught her, stopped her, and power bombed the out of her. Um, pretty sure it was Tasha Steeles, but like go back and watch that bump. Like whoever it was just gets murdered, and it was like a like holy crap. Um, and then they do it again with uh lish who being the veteran like saw what happened saw it was about to happen to her and turned it into like a ddt style counter so i thought that was a nice bit of like i was was thinking i'm like oh they're doing it again all right um but then they they turned it into something else i'm like ah she's she's the crafty vet i see what they did there um but that's still both of those that takes ridiculous strength to catch someone from that high like and not just completely
0: fall over yeah, I should say it was, our opening contest on the pay-per-view was Knockouts, Ultimate X-Match, number one contender to the Knockouts champion, Tasha Steels, Giselle Shaw, Jody Threat, Alicia Edwards, Danny Luna, and Zia Brookside. Zia Brookside was confirmed, signed with Impact during the show. Danny Luna confirmed, signed a couple of months ago. Harley Hudson just signed last month as well. So we got some like new Brit wrestlers coming in.
2: I'm still waiting for Harley to show up. I I definitely thought she was going to show up on this show, but Mm -hmm. she didn't. Um, So I'm still waiting for that because that's going to be a good, that's a good get.
0: Yeah. And this was, you know, this was a typical kind of ultimate X ladder match, multi-person, no DQ match. Uh, You get the spots where like three people are at ringside, One person jumps onto them, then another person jumps onto those four, and then another person jumps onto those five. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You got Alicia bringing in her kendo stick and going nuts on people. At that point, I was waiting for and then surprised when Giselle Shaw won the match on her own without any assistance from Savannah Evans or Jay Vidal. Uh, The entourage? Yeah, because there was no DQ. I thought, okay, this is where it's going. The two of them are just going to show up and help Giselle. I steal the stuff. Uh, yeah, she didn't. I do
2: like um, what's it called? Like a not a Doomsday device, but like a get them up on the shoulders and like yeah. grab the X or, or something. Or like a
0: cheerleader but, pyramid or something.
2: Something, yeah. Um, I I by sheer chance I happen to notice if you watch it, they are there. Um, it's it's Savannah Evans and is it Jay Vidal? They come out. They they don't come out with her. They're in the tunnel. And then they just stop at the tunnel and turn around like they're on screen for like half a second. I'm like, was that? Oh, it was. And then that's it. You never see him again for the whole show. Um, So good for them for presumably picking up a paycheck. But yeah, I I was expecting that to come into play. And then it just never did.
0: Mm -hmm. We obviously first show under the new TNA banner, first pay-per-view of the year. We're really seemingly setting the groundwork for 2024 here right we're saying like this is what the new tna is going to look like these are at least our top players for the next four months i'd say at least probably rebellion i think is the next pay-per-view in april we've got uh, tna plus shows until then but we gotta assume these are the big players for the next couple next couple of months
2: Right. And and, I mean, they always kind of do a reset for hard to kill. But this was like extras because it was like the big rebrand. And even like the last month or even two of Impact has just been all lame duck. Like none of it mattered. We all know none of this matters. Everything's getting reset in January. So like, why do we even really care? Um, And so now they have to like they're essentially starting from scratch. And that's why there was, in my opinion, that's why there's so many title changes and everything. Because they're setting the stage for, like, this complete new, like, here we go, starting from, you know, issue one to make a comic reference. Um, you don't need to have watched anything else. to You can just start with this pay-per-view and start watching the show. And I think that's what they were going for. And, and in that sense, it mostly worked.
0: And so the women in this match are an interesting collection as well. Because we've got Danny and Zaya who are new. We've got Jody who is still kind of new, like, you know, signed back in the spring or something, but hasn't had any big storylines, really. Has just wrestled, like, a bunch of matches here and there on, on and off.
2: Yeah, Jody's just kind of like the, the good hand veteran. Like, she's, she's old reliable, which is...
0: And that Alicia's in the same tent. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's a vital part of any card, any roster, but, like, it's also very easy to get pigeonholed there, just ask Dolph Ziggler hmm yeah absolutely so
1: i'm i'm interested to see moving forward from this match moving forward like you know into like give you a know, real booking for 2024 like where she falls in this hierarchy as the women's division starts to kind of shift around we've got some vacancies we've got some possible coming more vacancies like where, when the dust settles and we start getting some more storylines that, like, lead to whatever and whatever, um, where where does that put her in that hierarchy? Uh,
2: just based off past evidence, probably right where she's at, which is... <sighs> yeah.
1: It's a bummer because I don't feel like there's anything holding them back, like, holding her back from getting a bigger push. There's... I don't. They I don't
2: might. Know. I think. Well, we said her things her are going to shift
0: now, with all this new blood coming in with Trinity and Dion on the way out. It's got to have a whole new.
2: My only guess that if they are going to push Jody Threat would be in the tag division. Pair her up with someone else, um, possibly Masha or Kelly, because they look like they might be done, um, and do something with that. Maybe I don't know. Her and Danny Luna
0: could do some kind of anarchy thing. Yeah, we'll get to the take titles in a second. What do we make of Giselle Shaw as number one contender? Because she, honestly, at the the end of the year, I kind of felt like she was damaged goods. I felt like she had lost so many times in big matches.
2: That's true, but it's also, like I said, the last month or two has just all been lame duck stuff. Um, I think it's a good, I think she's a good pick for number one contendership um i'm just curious like she's the number one contender on paper like we all know it's ash by elegance who's the number one contender right like that's mm. so that's a weird situation they're gonna have to navigate explain figure out like
0: yeah and i thought i thought giselle winning without any help from the chantourage was tna saying to us like, she's going to be treated differently this year. She's not that, like, drop to the stars anymore. She's not... Cowardly heel. She's not going to be, like, as embarrassing as she was on The Amazing Race Canada. She's going to be a real player <laughs> and a real threat to the champ. So, I mean, we'll see how they follow up on that, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, putting her in a program against, well, you know, our, our now TNA knockouts champ, um, I don't know spoilers or whatever, but putting her in a program with Jordan is gonna be an interesting thing to see. Um but I think I think you're right, Mary. I feel like with other people being brought in, especially with our our new uh, uh Ashbright elegance perfume spokeswoman. Um I I'm curious to see again, I, I just I'm these Giselle and Jody and like I don't want to and Tasha, I don't want to see any of these women get eclipsed by the the new signings. I don't want to see anyone, you know, I don't want to see their shine go down because there's like some, uh, some WWE, like former WWE wrestler who's now signed
2: to, to and TNA. That's, and, that's and that's, TNA. And that's classic TNA.
1: And it's classic TNA. And that's what's going to happen. And, and it bugs me because
2: that's how mean, they lost AJ Styles.
1: Yeah. And when they don't do that or when they haven't, had the chance to do that and instead have had to make the investment in the talent that they do have and the storyline and the booking investment, it has paid off more times than it hasn't, especially for the women's division. So I, I just really going into 24, like this pay-per-view is probably the one I've watched from, it, it's probably the impact slash now TNA like pay-per-view that I've watched. I'm left with more nervous anticipation rather than like positive anticipation.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that short-term pop at the expense of long-term booking. Like, yeah, the crowd is, is you know, great and happy and exploding and, hey, look, it's that person that I know. Um, that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't last past one show. So, that's, you know, not to bring another company into it, but AEW is, is very infamous for that as well. Like, hey, it's that person I know. And then in three months, they're, you know, they forgot about them entirely. Um, so, I'm, I'm hoping that they can actually build storylines and build stars and not just be like, hey, they were on that other show. Title shot, go. Like, there has to be a reason. They have to build towards that. Don't just
0: do it. So, our second match of the night. Impromptu. Maybe not impromptu, but unadvertised match. It was a
2: really weird start.
0: The knockouts take titles on the line. It was odd that they weren't advertised it's not like – it wasn't advertised for the show as MK Ultra issue an open challenge or MK Ultra against special mystery opponents. They just weren't advertised as being part of the card.
2: Yeah, so that's it, what I said. It was so weird. And they just came out, and I, I don't know if it was kayfabe or not, but even the announcers were like, are we having a match? Oh, I guess we are. Is it for the titles? Oh, I guess it is. Like – it was the whole thing seemed really disjointed, and I'm wondering how much of that was kayfabe because it was a really, really awkward start.
0: I assumed they had to be on the card because like, how do you leave Masha and Killer Kelly off the card if they're not going to defend the Tate titles? You put them in Ultimate X match and make it like an eight-person match. Who cares it's Ultimate X? But also, I, I had seen Kelly on social media a couple of weeks, a week or two ago. You know, teasingly being like, who do you want to see us defend the titles against are Hard to Kill, which planted the seed in my head of like, okay, they're defending against somebody. The question is who? Before you told me that Tennille Dashwood is seemingly retired, I really yeah, she's thought...
2: essentially retired.
0: I really thought we were going to get Tennille and Ash against MK Olshott, and I would have loved to see that.
2: That would have been good. Um, my only guess is they didn't want to spoil the... not really a debut, speaking of unrebranding um of decay but if that's the case you could have just done mk ultra versus the death dolls and then instead of the death dolls coming out it's decay like i,
1: I think that would have been so such a better way to do it yeah i don't understand why they didn't do that Neither didn't do I. other than just wanting like the pure pop of reintroducing decay but like you, you can got still
2: do that by advertising the Death Dolls and then bringing out Decay. They still would have exactly. been like, oh shit, you know, they're back.
1: Exactly. It didn't, it, it, yeah. I,
2: so, like I said, that whole start before, like, everything before the bell. It was so awkward.
1: So bewildering. Do not understand it at all.
0: Yeah, because even though we only had 20 seconds to ponder who their opponents were going to be, I was still a little disappointed when it ended up just being Decay, because I'm like, oh, they're, like, They're already on the roster. Yeah, they're already on the roster, and the whole branding for this entire pay-per-view was, you'll never believe who's going to show up. And then, like, people online were literally like, do you think, do you think they worked out something with like Hunter where like he gave permission for AJ Styles to make an appearance? Do you think it's going to be like, people were like, like, it's Triple H is in the crowd and it's like a three-pixel. Is it going to be Ospreay? Is Mandy Rose going to be there? Is Mercedes Monet going to be there? And that was the whole branding for the whole night. You won't believe who's going to show up, and then it's Dolph Ziggler. It's like I believe it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I absolutely believe that
1: I mean it, it, to, to their defense it makes a much less ha- catchy hook if they're like you will absolutely believe who's going to be <laughs> it's exactly who you expect yeah.
0: but yeah well, so Decay show up and I'm like oh but like they've already held the take titles and like we've already seen a knockouts take division where it was just Decay and nobody else and now coming out of the show it feels like we're probably heading back to that
2: I'm still a little salty that MK Ultra were technically TNA Knockouts Tag Champs for about an hour and a half. Like they did the little like, here's your new belts. We're doing the rebrand. Let's take the pictures. Look at us. We're and it's gone.
0: So they want us. They want us obviously to be asking questions of like, how are Decay back? What happened? You know, last time I saw them, they death dolls. Curious by that, because
2: there that no explanation of any kind.
0: Yeah, so ho- no, presumably we're gonna get that those answers in the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months.
2: I mean I sure hope so. But
0: and they push like the K over it, hard here.
2: Tepid optimism. I sure hope we get that explanation, but I I'm I'd say I'm like eighty percent confident we'll get that explanation, whereas before I would have been hundred percent sure.
0: When Havoc kicked out of Masha's snowplow at one, I was like, This is too much. This is Hulk Hogan. Like I <laughs> like that, that doesn't work for me, sister. Like, like this, like you know, Masha was like going up against the champ, against Mickey James, against Diana and stuff, which with, they put over
2: hard when she did kick out at one. Like that's the move that you know did also, and then just like, all right, cool, I guess we're done with that move now.
0: <laughs> yeah, so and I mean, Knockouts Take Division, it kind of seems to be the pattern: you lose the titles, you split up. Um, like it's like, hey, remember the Coven? Neither of them were on this show. Yeah. No, Kaitlyn. Uh, no, think, Taylor Wilde. I
2: think Kylin is hurt right now, um, and Taylor Wilde is another one of those that just sort of seems to come and go as she pleases. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that I at least understand. Um, but I yeah, I'm just I I love Rosemary. I absolutely love Rosemary. Um, Courtney Rush was all right. She was kind of fun, but I love Rosemary, and I don't really care about Havoc Vice Jessica. I mean I prefer havoc over Jess. i did not like jessica so if i you know, if you give me one may as well take havoc um but like they are like especially with impact or, T- or DNA, like impact's the name of the show i don't know um you know, branding confusion um they are so good at like just the wacky crap like the undead realm and you throw a weird you know grindhouse filter on it and like we're doing like spooky after effects lightning things and it's just like you know cheesy you know B movie stuff and like that's where rosemary lives like that is her wheelhouse that is what she does and it's amazing and great and perfect and we just didn't get, we could have had a whole storyline bringing rosemary back instead it's just like oh there she is she's back please clap
1: <laughs> i i i will never speak down about decay really i will never speak down about rosemary especially um and you know that, like, one of my absolute favorite things about, about Knockouts and about DNA in general is that we have, you know, in addition to lots of, like, straightforward great wrestling, we also have a lot of, like, goofy fun shit that they can play with and a whole, like, mythology and, and lore about, you know, this, like, about specifically about, like, Rosemary and about Decay and about, you know, all the monsters and everything. I, I love all of it. Um, that being said, like, M K Ultra. <laughs> it's just so hard to take the belts off them at this point, because we haven't gotten to see them defend them that much. Um, We've been stalling so much in this, like build up to the rebrand or the revert brand to TNA that it feels like their momentum as tag champions got stalled in the process. And now they lose the, the, you know, the brand new TNA belts and they just have such like a, a powerful like energy. They have such a powerful aura. They like, they, they are a great tag team. They had a great story to build into their tag story. Like, I I don't know. It's just a shame to me that, like, they didn't get to have more of a run. I know that they've had the belts for, you know, hundred. they had the belts for 100-some days, which is not nothing, but, like, when you don't get to defend it all that often, it's, yeah, I don't know. I just would like to see more. And, I mean, that's not to say we're not going to see more of that tag team. I just, I... Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, for all we know, they could pivot right into a rematch storyline and whatever have a wacky scooby-doo chase through the undead realm but like i I sure hope they do that but i i guess then i i'm no longer confident that they are gonna do that we'll see yeah
1: i get i get why
2: i really want to see an undercranked like scooby-doo doors thing in the undead realm with the you know hallway
1: I guess my disappointment with the outcome in this match has less to do with you know wanting MK Ultra to to retain or not wanting Decay to get the belts, but more the fact that like it felt kind of like giving Decay the belts was just a way to I don't know get a, like an easy pop and a weird like backstep nostalgic like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, it felt it felt specific to this pay per view and to this whole like. You know, reemerging back as TNA, it felt in service to that rather than in service to the tag booking or to you know ongoing storylines. So it does kind of feel like we could turn around and in a matter of matches, M. K. Ultra will have the belts back. Um, I will, I'm I'll, I'll interested to see where that goes, but I'm also, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about this that that felt a little too like crowd servicey for this pay per view and only for this pay per view.
0: Absolutely. In terms of other teams...
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, other teams?
0: Yeah, I must say they have other teams. The only other... I, I checked in my notes. And the only other pre-existing relationship is Giselle, Sean, Savannah Evans. I was just about to say. I guess you could do the sean But our first match would seem to imply that Giselle's focusing on singles action right now, yeah, right? Yeah, I said
2: you could have Savannah turn on her and pair her back up with Tasha. I mean, they were together for a while. Mm-hmm. We give Tasha something to do, uh, but in terms of like currently existing teams, yeah, that's like basically it.
0: The knockouts take titles are not about like long-standing like great take teams showing down with each other, right? Once in a while we get one, like the Iconics popped in for a cup of coffee and it was like, hey, that's fun. Yeah. But more often than not, it's what if we put Kelly and Masha together? What if we put Taylor? I'm sorry, and do you mean together? the inspiration? No. <laughs> So in that sense, I'm I, you know, once I've come to accept that, I'm kind of like you can you can have fun with that. Take some we we just had six people in the opening match, right? A lot of them aren't really doing much. Stop them together, but don't just stop them together. Give me at least one or two vignettes. Show me them coming together. Jody Threath skateboards. Danny Lewin and subculture likes to do graffiti art. There you go. Show me Jody's out skateboarding. She sees Danny doing graffiti art, and they're like, oh, hey, and they start bonding over music, and then, boom, they're a tag team. Just give me the give me the backstory. That's what I want.
2: I'm, I'm now trying to think of any other Knockouts tag teams. Like, there aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh,
0: yeah, my other thing is, are there any heels in this division? Giselle, Savannah, Alicia, and Tasha. I guess that's it.
2: Giselle, I think, is is a heel. Ish. I don't know if they're Giselle's gonna keep like her that way. like the only way. heel they
0: have, really. Tasha's kind of a yeah. tweener. Alicia's a heel, but she's Alicia's not like a serious which... competitor.
2: Yeah, I'm about to say she's another, you know, good hand, perennial lights inspector. But.
0: Uh... And then everybody else, you know, Jordan, MK Ultra, Decay, all the new people. Like, they're all baby faces. We we love them all.
2: I mean, we don't know that about Ash yet.
0: Oh, yeah, we assume she's a heel, because, like, look at her. She thinks she's so much better than us.
2: Yeah, so that, I mean, that's a heel, I guess. But, yeah, there's a there's a severe lack of heels in the knockouts division. Deanna yeah. was a great one. Deanna
1: was a great one. And Diana was a great one who re- remained a heel, right? Like
2: Pretty much. She never really went full babyface. Occasionally, she would, like, tolerate the other knockouts, but like she never went full, like happy to be here, baby face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They really, they need to, they need to work on that. They need to, to fill out those ranks because you just cannot have, you cannot have a good division. You can't have, you, you can't rely on one or two heels to bolster everyone else. Like you really, you need, you need your heels.
0: And that takes us to our main event, baby face versus baby face for the knockouts championship. <laughs> Trinity. <laughs> <It's deep. laughs> Versus Jordan Grace, the undefeated Trinity, arrived, oh, what, this time one year ago? Uh, Yeah, actually. Hard to kill last year? I think so. Arrived for an entire year, never lost a match, uh, won the championship, lost the championship to Jordan Grace, and now it's presumably at the door. That's that's a resume. <laughs> a year yeah. in a company, you lose one match and you're gone. Who is she? Brock Lesnar? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, I don't actually know when her contract is up. Um, so she might be at these last tapings to like wrap up some storylines and put some people over on the way out the door. Now that the the streak is broken, and I think that's what they're gonna do with her. Um, but yeah, I mean she's she's got one foot out the door already by all accounts. Um, and I I misspoke earlier. I believe she's WWE
0: bound. I think Naomi's coming back.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I, I can mean her see it there. Yeah, she'll be in the Royal Rumble, and then she'll go back to just wrestling like, me like you know meaningless <laughs> mid-card matches with the Natalia.
2: Renati, Yep. <laughs> we both had the I same really idea. I really just
1: don't. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Some people are just gonna, happy
0: I'm, for like a, pay, a paycheck and get into like spend time with their family.
1: Paycheck by incredulousness. You're right. It's a paycheck. It's money. It's it's high profile. She'll get she'll get a high profile return at the very get least. I mean, if we sales. if we know anything, she will like if they, especially if they do bring her back at the rumble, she will come in. She will look amazing. Um, she will like uh, she will there will be gifts galore. Everyone will be like so excited, and in six months they will put her right back.
2: I mean, In that's the same exactly what happened.
1: It's exactly what happened and exactly what will happen yeah. it will keep happening. She showed
2: up. But, I forget what year it was, but she had like yeah. the afro.
1: 20 Oh, was it 2019?
2: Something like, that, but, like she got a huge reaction everybody. Oh, they weren't viral. She was getting, like,
0: People who don't watch yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, like
2: mainstream like CNN was talking about it. Um so naturally, you know, they did nothing with it. Um But you know, my only
0: saving—that's
2: about to say—that my saving grace, my one hope, is that you know, old man McGee is no longer in charge, so maybe they will do something with her this time. But you know, we'll see.
1: One can one can only hope because she really. I was shocked
2: at how viral that went, and then they just did nothing with it.
1: She She did. did cool She looks so cool. It was the cool it was it was so cool. It was the rare instance of someone making a an entrance in there where like it was it, it got every bit the traction and hype that it should have gotten it's Like and
2: Nicki it, Minaj it, like, commenting on it and shit. Oh
1: my God. Well, yeah, no, because it, it took, resulted it took,
2: in people saying, No, you should watch uh Kenny Omega and Wrestle Kingdom instead. And I'm like, fuck off, that's not what we're here
1: for. God, I remember oh never mind. We have to talk about this off air because yeah, like, <laughs> there, were, there were a bunch of like female celebrities who shared like gifts of of naomi uh, yeah. of like i
2: said i was shocked and, at how yeah. viral it went like it yeah. went
1: deep well i mean it hit everywhere it hit all the best spots on twitter that don't typically get a ton of wrestling yeah. Just, especially like black twitter like was all over it yeah. and it's something that they never really took advantage of night with naomi is that like that they do understand what bianca belair like so was it like they just picked one? They were like, okay, we're gonna focus all of our, got our, we've got our quota. black female wrestler on Bianca Belair, and we're not gonna give that to Naomi. Instead of being like, well, both of these women fucking rule, so we should share it to the moon.
2: It would not surprise me at all under the old regime of like we've got our quota, we've got our we've yeah. got our black one,
1: we've got our big black one. We don't yeah. need two big two yeah. big black wrestlers. Um, yeah, so maybe. Maybe times have changed. Um, sure, I so. would love to be consciously optimistic for her because TNA has treated her real well. But I also understand that, like, you know, TNA is not WWE and it doesn't pay D- WWE money and it never will.
2: Yeah. Her and Diona, like, they came into Impact as, like, still names, but, like, they were not on the level that they're on now. Like, Impact definitely elevated both of them like Naomi like I said she was on like main event doing whatever matches with Natalia. like her like they just were not doing with anything with her at all um and now she's like a big name and it kind of pisses me off that no one's going to give Impact slash TNA the credit for doing that again she's just going to pop back up in in WWE and they're gonna be like Naomi's back in like but like all the work to build her back to that level was not done in WWE
0: yeah she's absolutely. back from vacation yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. She's at home she watching did. TV. Yep. I
1: and mean, she gets to come back after having this great run, after getting to like have her like confidence bolstered and to be treated yeah. like a fucking star. And they're they're gonna act like yeah, it's precisely it. They're just gonna pretend none of that was important, and the important thing is that she's back there where they can like, you know, do with her what they wish
2: and she'll cut a promo and roll after the rumble. I'm home.
1: Oh,
0: God, I'm going to (laughs) puke. We'll have the same conversation in three years when Roxanne Perez arrives in Impact and Ashby Elegance is heading back to the Royal Rumble.
2: (laughs) Yep.
1: I don't like how how accurate any of this is.
2: My one hope is, like I said, Vince McMahon is no longer calling the shot. So maybe it will be different this time. I sure hope it will be.
1: You know, I I sure and I, I maybe that's what she's banking on. And I I or maybe she just literally just banking on those dollars in her bank. Like it's fine. I it's not for us to to decide other people's like career decisions or to to be overly pessimistic for them. But yeah, it's just it's a bummer. I, I TNA like has been a good spot for her. Like this has actually worked out really well for both of them. And if this is true, then it just, yeah, I don't
2: know. Now watch the re-signs tomorrow and this whole thing becomes pointless.
1: I would love that, especially <laughs> uh, re-signs tomorrow after recording this, Then everything we sang is Yeah,
2: this, this entire podcast just became outdated.
1: Oh my god, uh, you guys, sorry about that. Uh <laughs> wish, wish we recorded it in the future, but we just don't have that technology yet.
0: I mean, Impact kind of was a vacation for her, because she, like, she wrestled like 22 matches, this year, whereas WWE you should probably doing that in a month. That's mm. also very true. Yeah. And anyway, again, there was a match in before all that <laughs> yes. happened. The match. <laughs> Trinity, Jordan Grace for the Knockouts Championship. Uh, good one. Trinity, yeah, Trinity again. Just used this TNA run to show like, hey, I can be like a main eventer. I can be like a top person. I don't need to just be like a tag wrestler or like. You know, Tamina's sidekick or something to that effect.
2: Yeah, uh, this match was like, uh, yeah, it, I mean, like you, I think you put it on Twitter. Like, no, this was the main event. There was stuff after, but this was the main event.
0: Yeah, because I'm not watching a moose match. Give me a break. <laughs> we had Jordan hitting a muscle buster at one point, and Trinity kicking out. Does she she's hit the muscle buster before, but it's not like part of her regular arsenal.
2: It's it, it shows up infrequently. I don't want to say, like, oh, she's never done that before, but it's also not like when you'll see every other match. Like, it, it comes out on occasion.
0: Yeah, because with the whole TNA rebranding, I kind of was expecting more nostalgia and more callbacks throughout the night, and that was, like, one of the only ones that felt like a callback. I didn't callback. Even put
2: that together. Mm-hmm. I- did not even put the like just Jordan Grace does that move. I didn't even put together that it might have been like a, a Samoa Joe callback.
1: I I was curious if it was. I assumed as such.
2: I did not until just this moment.
0: Yeah, because there weren't a lot of other like callbacks or um, references to the history of TNA, and I saw like a handful of TNA diehards online who were like bummed out with that. They really thought they really wanted to get like a some sort of like like crazy appearance, like Monty Brown shows up or something like that. Um, there's nothing really. It was just about like, hey, we're TNA again, but there's like the new TNA.
2: I mean, let's let's be let's be perfectly clear here. I also want a Monty Brown appearance, but that's not going to happen. Dude just I, fell off the face of the earth.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, having kind of skimmed this pay per view to watch the women's matches, it was just it felt it didn't feel it felt like a like rebranding but it didn't it didn't feel super nostalgic in tone i mean i'm sure there were segments that i maybe missed
2: i think honestly that was the correct call like if it was like hey remember when we used to be good like that that's not the tone you want for your big rebrand um so i like that it was its own thing it didn't rely it was a rebranding it was not a nostalgia show and i think that was the correct move like people were saying, oh, you got to bring the six sided ring back and we got to bring back the whatever. like, no, 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 no. Like we're bringing the name back, but we're not, you know, wrestling doesn't move backwards.
0: Yeah. And all the wrestlers like no to the six sided ring. That thing hurts like hell.
2: I, 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 I have my thoughts on the six sided ring. It's 2024. There has to be a way to build a six sided ring that's not concrete. Like somebody engineer somewhere can do it that's not my concern my concern is one like i said like the nostalgia thing like we we get it but mostly like from a production standpoint like it's really hard to shoot a six-sided ring like the angles and like there is no hard cam and then like you're trying because you you can't do like the running the ropes parallel perpendicular to hard cam because it's always going to be like a 20 degree angle I, i i production it's annoying um I get why they're not going to use the old six-sided ring, but like there, there has to be a way to build a six-sided ring that is not murder. Uh,
1: there's got to be. Come on, ring technology has grown. Exactly.
2: But, but I get. I mean, I get. Like I said, I get why they don't use the old six-sided ring. But I also get why they don't want to make a new one that would be perfectly fine to bump in, because <laughs> production standpoint.
0: So, Trinity, Grace. In the end, Trinity goes for Starstruck. Grace just powers her up stands up yeah, while in this submission turns it into a juggernaut driver for the clean pin Jordan Grace new three time knockouts champion and yeah she's got Giselle breathing down her neck she's got Ash by Elegance watching from the crowd the fact that Ash showed up in this like elaborate gown and like the chunky heels and with like a assist a personal assistant or something they could very much. I don't
2: think agree. we ever found out who that guy was.
0: Yeah, just some dude.
2: Yeah, I just realized now. i like, I have no idea
0: who that he's guy some dude was. He didn't get a level third. He didn't,
2: they didn't mention by name. Like, he's just some guy.
0: Yeah, so maybe it'll just be a uh, uh, different guy each time. Like, just some guy.
2: You know what it reminds me of now that I hear myself saying that out loud? Um, Scarlet Bordeaux's old character, where she had oh. Bobo. Oh, yeah. She was like the. The you know sexy little sex pot with her you know posing and everything, and she had her little hanger on Bobo, who was like her butler, I don't know assistant, so that might be what they're doing with ash I mean it's hard to tell she didn't do anything. She got out of a car and she stood there, like you can't really get a grip on what they're gonna do with their character yet, so we'll see where they go.
1: No, I mean, yeah, there's, there's really no way to tell from any of the information they gave us.
2: other Yeah, than- I must say, like, you can go a million different ways with the, you know, 30 seconds of screen time she had, so.
0: But the fact <laughs> that she was kind of showing, like, watching from the crowd, she arrived in a fancy car, was wearing fancy clothes. They could do that for, like, a month or two if they wanted. They could just have her in the crowd watching and not even wrestling or, like, getting over the guardrail, you know?
2: Oh, no, don't. Don't do that. Don't pull a jade. <laughs> Like she needs to get in the ring sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, I would. I would really prefer that we don't stretch this out too long. They they can't. They are in a position now where they they really do need to to rebuild some momentum, especially for their women's division. They need to like you know strike wherever is hottest right now. And if that is Ashby elegance, then they need to to seize on that and get it out there.
2: I could understand like holding off her. Official in ring debut, like an official match type deal, but like she can't sit in the front row for a month. Like she's yeah. got to do something, cut a promo, do a vignette, something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. A- agreed. Like it, it's, it's, there's got to be some fairly quick movement.
0: Well, so we'll see. Presumably we're going to be on TNA Plus sometime in February for No Surrender. That's been the pattern the last couple of years. February, No, no Surrender. Do we do Grace versus Giselle already? She's number one contender, so she should be first in line. And we hold off on Grace Ash until the next, like the, prop, the next proper pay-per-view, Rebellion in April.
2: I think so. If it were me, you do Grace and Shaw, which sounds like a Fast and the Furious movie. You do Grace and Shaw um, in what was it? No Surrender. You build to that. Um and then maybe even a rematch the next one after that, which I don't remember the name is um in in that time, you take Ash and you build her up, you do some vignettes, you do some promos, you do some you know squash matches, you do some what like you get her to be like the official number one contender because right now she's just like the unofficial number one contender because she's famous and she was in w w e like make it. A reason for her to be the number one contender and you have a couple of months to do that during that time you can have an entire program with Jordan Grace and Giselle Shaw
0: yeah have her debut uh, her in-ring debut be at No Surrender and then she defeats like a bigger name opponent at uh, I just read it Sacrifice in March
2: oh man the numbers don't lie
0: Something to that effect. Um, yeah, that, that seems like the logical pay-per-view match, though. Yes. And then uh, it gives you time to find figure out what you the the take to as well. If MK Ultra are done, I look forward to them hopefully being... Uh, like, sort of like satelliting around the world title picture as well. You know, like having them as potential, potential challengers over the summer, maybe. I hope they don't split.
2: Just one guy I just love them as a as a team. But also, like you said, like there are no other teams, like we gotta do something. So
0: And they you can, can do you, both. They can be a team that's, that goes that's after true. the tag titles and be a team that goes after the singles title while supporting each other. That's a very other.
2: good point. It's not mutually exclusive. You can have I mean, like Edge and Christian, a tag team that then went on to do singles competition while staying a tag team. So like you can you can do it. That's true. I don't know why that's like the default of like one or the other.
0: All right. So that is all she wrote. That's it for the new TNA. uh, One to ten. How are we feeling? How, How excited are we for some total nonstop action this spring? (laughs) um i would say like
2: seven or an eight cautiously optimistic it's hard to judge because this was a hard reset no pun intended like this is like i said you could start here and watch from here no previous knowledge required so it's kind of hard to judge where they go from here because they haven't gone anywhere yet the show just ended um but i i I, I have some some built up good faith benefit of the doubt in Scott Demore, So I'm hoping and Gail Kim is obviously still mm-hmm. there in charge of the knockouts. So, like, it's not going to be a train wreck. But if they are not really, really careful, this is very easy to screw up. So I hope they don't.
1: We're in a rebuilding time. It's clear. We're yeah. yeah. There's, there's some holes and, g- and gaps to fill. Um, there are plenty of women in that roster who can who can make the best out of it, if given the chance. There are some people who I, I really hope their day has come to get some, like, real spotlight time. But um, we'll see. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like, this is the first pay-per-view from Impact slash TNA now um, that I have seen in a while that has left me feeling more nervously anticipated anticipatory rather than excited or you know even particularly engaged like there there's i'm interested to see where some of these things go but i'm i am a little concerned by the direction that some things could take but i I like your take on it mayday I, i think having some good faith here is well deserved um so yeah I'm interested and in invested in that uh in, in the way that you can be when, when a roster or when a when a division is clearly in a in a rebuilding time.
2: Yeah, uh for the first time in a while, like it's not like, oh man, like I, I gotta see what happens this week. You know, I can't wait to see all the follow-ups. It's more like uh let's see what happens.
0: <laughs> I like all the new signings and most importantly above everything else, Bully Ray wasn't on the show. So that's a thumbs up for me. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, we did still have Tommy Dreamer and Rhino, and yeah, I was about to say PCO, but he's he's fresh enough. He's changed his character enough.
0: As always, find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Patreon at Grit Glitter Pod. If you support us on Patreon, you get archived episodes of Grit and Glitter from past seasons that are not available anywhere else classics like when uh disney would back in the vhs days they'd be like now on video for the first time in 15 years it's
2: coming out of the disney vault
0: out of the disney yeah. vault it's a bambi and you're like oh shit i haven't seen bambi in ages that's us then you watch, but with podcasts like, oh, maybe- about like trisha dora and
1: uh yeah um so definitely subscribe to our patreon so you can add access to those um episodes um we promise that none of them feature us killing a beloved character's mother
2: <laughs> yet
1: yet maybe I don't know Did, have you listened to all of our Great glitter episodes
2: you have to listen and find out
1: you'll have to subscribe listen and find out I'm okay. not making any keys. Mm-hmm. how many mothers have we killed